Hello, everyone. This is We Watch 100 Isekai, the podcast in which we watch 100 Isekai. This is episode 35, a companion piece to the previous episode, Digimon Adventure 2020, or Digimon Adventure 01 2020. As if you didn't know, there was another one before this, if you're like a little baby watching this podcast. Yeah, I- I'm probably going to put both these out on the same day. That way we can yeah. also... Like, we did a bunch of like, hey, we'll, we'll talk about this in the other one. <laughs> so it, it makes sense for these to be two parts of a single whole. Yeah, I was smart enough to at least to note down what I wanted uh, to talk about in this one. Ah, that is a level of foresight not often found within this podcast. <laughs> uh, I say this, this is, is really interesting. I mean, I assume the production details are the same, right? This is just a toy production. Where- yeah. Bandai or whoever owns Digimon these days. Uh, I I don't see that Bandai was involved, but they had to have been involved, right? But it it's mm. definitely Toei, uh, definitely still Fuji TV. The only big difference really is that Crunchyroll is like added into this a little bit. You know, as D- Crunchyroll is nowadays, they're getting Always. money from other places. Although there is a distinct difference when I have to say that this is a Toei show. This is, surprisingly enough, a budgeted Toei show, which means that this is like Precure. It gets some of the money. It gets oh. to look nice. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I forgot that they could do this for things that aren't, you know, like World Trigger, I guess. <laughs> Does World Trigger get the money, though? <laughs> Supposedly, you know, in order to do all of those people d- bouncing around and shooting each other in a weird game. Yeah. I mean, I think this is definitely, out of all the toy anime, the most high-end first episode I have seen. It also seems like uh, they they weren't like transparent as to how many episodes there would be, because a lot of other, uh, like, a lot of streaming platforms and just platforms in general have up to, like, episode 48 or 49, having only licensed up to that point, and presumably not being told that there would be more, or, you know, that would be, like, a continuous thing. Which has apparently, you know, been a bit of a roadblock to people legally watching the series. Like, if you're watching on Hulu, it just stopped at episode 48 as a, you know, weekly release, and you can't watch anymore. (laughs) Too bad. Oh boy, and now it's probably gonna be a weird thing about licensing the rest of it. Yeah, because, like, what do you do? You don't, you're not getting a license for the second season or anything. It's all one season. You just bought a license for 48 episodes of the first season. Yeah, which is really weird scenario to be in as a publisher. Yeah. It must have been some communication issue. Either way, this mm-hmm. is an extremely nice looking first episode, isn't it? It you is. Who did the directing on this? Uh, Masato Mitsuka. I'm not familiar with this person. Let's look up some of the other stuff, because I'm actually curious. Uh, I see they've done like scattered uh, parts of... It, it seems like they've mostly done a lot of Precure stuff. But they've bounced around a lot of uh, things like they don't do a lot of like I did the whole series for this. It's more like I I do episodes of some of these things. Okay, but they are the series director on this. Yeah, they are the series director of the 2020. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, it's definitely a more old school directing style, I would say, than most Mm. current anime. This reminds me just on that basis of something that would be released in the 90s of a more of a like teen show 
from the 90s than a kid's show from the 90s. It's very surprising in that it does have that 90s feeling, like I fully agree with you, but it doesn't have the same feeling as Digimon Adventure 1999. Yeah. Like, having not seen this before we decided to do this, I 100% assumed that this was going to be a, like, I even thought we were going to do this in the same episode, because I figured it was going to be, okay, it's the same episode twice, but one of these is going to be higher def. But that is absolutely not the case, not in the slightest. No, I at least expect this to somehow take, like, follow a vaguely similar set of plot beats, but it does not. Yeah, I figured it'd be, you know, they're all still going to camp, but now they have uh, AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Certainly a lot more about the internet. Yeah, and it feel it has much more of a, like, we have seen Digimon, we know what Digimon is about, and now we are remaking it as an actual, like... It feels weird saying this, you know, for a remake. You would think that's what a remake would be a lot of the time, but... In the modern age, the word remake can mean anything from we're going to do something completely different that kind of shares the same title to we are going to remake part of this and but also have it be another universe or maybe a time loop. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I yeah, I usually call those like refakes where you say it's a remake, but it's actually a self sequel. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, considering the lore of the digital world, this is presumably happening in a different human world from everything else, but the digital world is still the same. That's still very much possible. You don't understand. The digital world is like an ogre. It has layers. For all we know, this could just be the records of Digimon Adventure 1999, but messed up, and now they're being re, you know, reconfigured by some third party, probably Ganai. I'm pretty well, sure. Or maybe Yggdrasil, which is, of uh, course, the big god being inside the digital world. Except maybe it's not a god. Except maybe it's a computer in one of the human worlds. It kept, maybe it's not. It is <laughs> canonically the same Yggdrasil in every iteration of Digimon. There is only one of them, mm -hmm. which opens up so many lore questions about how this works that you just. Like, didn't it get destroyed in one of the movies? Is that a problem? And the mm -hmm. answer is, who cares? That's not what we're talking about at all. Although I'm 100% sure that with everything I've heard, they are actually going to bring up Yggdrasil in the series because the one thing I know about Digimon Adventure 2020 is that it loves bringing up obscure other facts about Digimon lore that just haven't appeared in any of the anime yet. Yeah, like the vibe I've gotten from this has been if you were around to watch the original Digimon Adventure and you were, you know, somewhat aware of everything else and you're like, oh, yeah, I know about uh, like Millennium Mon. I remember there's a another kid that's having like a parallel adventure. I I think he's like, I think his Digimon fuses with the final boss at some point. Like there's a lot of yeah, uh, like, like that. a lot of lore that never ever actually came up but was like, you know, very slightly referenced in the main series. Oh. <laughs> or like those Twitter Digimon they sometimes release it's like mm -hmm. hey honey, new Digimon just dropped. Is this in <laughs> anything? Fuck no. Just nah. a picture someone drew and said it exists now. <laughs> Like, you know, stuff like Blitz Greymon. Right. It's like, yeah, it's a cool little slide form that we made up and occasionally put, like, in the, like, MMO or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, like, in the gacha. And it's just a thing. But 
a lot of things in the Digimon universe don't come up. And honestly, seeing how this first episode goes, I'm pretty hopeful for this. It's just a fan service show of all the cool things we have but didn't ever put into animation. Yeah. Uh, and... I, I, mm -hmm. No, I'm just... I'm just pretty hopeful at that actually working out if it's as good as this episode. Yeah, I, I will also say that a big part of not the theme, but like, you know, the production of Digimon Adventure 2020 was like influenced by COVID-19 specifically in the fact that uh, like they wanted to give across, get across the feeling of kids going on an adventure for kids who could not, you know, do normal things like go out or go to the store or, you know, like go on your traditional like holiday to another Japanese province. Right. And that yeah. also, yeah, that also impacted a lot of like, you know, like they wanted the score to be much more bombastic and orchestral. But then there's, of course, the problem of how do you do an orchestra score when, you know, the orchestra cannot assemble legally and, you know, you don't want them to assemble and die. <laughs> they, they, yeah. I, I think the yeah. orchestra score does make me kind of sad because I like the like cheesy insert songs from the original. Mm -hmm. That's that's perhaps my biggest disappointment, honestly, with this. It's just like hoping they do another insert theme. Like the battle theme is really good. It just doesn't hit the same as the theme of lyrics. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be satisfied until we hear of, you know, the mighty, mighty boss stones in the backgrounds. I want. <laughs> I need the real Digimon soundtrack. I need one week by Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Estee Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, this show definitely uh, has more of the feel of like we already know everything gets important. We know what the themes of the characters are supposed to be. The crest as they were, you know, each character mm -hmm. having an assigned personality trait slash thing that they are based around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels much like this is the kind of thing that I'm surprised we don't actually get more of in that this feels like a more crystallized version of the original thing that is not trying to replace it, but rather it is a more like we know that this is going to be a big deal, so we're going to treat it like it's more of a big deal. and We're going to update the way the story is told for a more modern audience. And let me tell you, this is a much better update of the way the story is told than fucking Digimon Adventure Try. God. Yeah. I wanted to, like, try so much. Notes. Dunk on Try was literally one of the notes I made for things to talk about this episode. Mm -hmm. Man, Try is so fucking lame. Yeah. Bro, what did they do this movie? Literally nothing! I'm, I'm happy... I'm happy that when I consumed it, Crunchyroll like split it up into individual episodes because I do think the movies are a little less disappointing if you think of them as episodes. There's still, you know, the long wait in between each one. But when they spend like, you know, 30 minutes just kind of messing around in a hot spring and going like, hey, I like my friend Agumon. Yeah, I like you, too. <laughs> we're still the same. Yeah. It's been 20. It's been 10 years and we're still the same. It's fine. Well, that's the thing, though. I, everyone's a much less interesting character than they were 10 years ago. Everyone's so bland, both in the design and personality. Yeah. It's just, I just can't cope with the fact that they made everyone of the colorful, interestingly designed Digimon characters so goddamn boring. Yeah. So this is like 
a massive upgrade comparatively. Mm-hmm. Just going in with the expectation of this being kind of like try already improves this so much. <laughs> okay, so let us start. As we start off, uh, a large number of digi-eggs are hatching into, uh, what are these called again? Uh, Argomon. Like, tiny little virus-like critters, as uh, Koromon is seen. Uh, we also have... clearly inspired by the Summer Wars movie monsters. Like, this entire mm-hmm. first episode is more inspired by... Fuck, did I say Summer Wars? Yeah, you did. Well, close enough anyway. Close <laughs> enough! I mean, I will also say, the, the title of episode two is Our War Game. <laughs> yes, this is definitely... <laughs> inspired by our war game yeah nukes get hijacked at the end of this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. but yeah we we start off with a dial-up modem and then we get a nice little like transition thing you know showing how technology has evolved and changed <laughs> i i like uh, it i I'm, I'm going to always be a sucker for digimon's brand of like technology it's very charming they don't use too many big words in this which i really like and mm-hmm. just say yeah it's on the network and they don't bother with like extremely superfluous techno babble yeah <sighs> so we cut to somewhere we we wouldn't see for a long 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 time in the original digimon adventure which is ty's house <laughs> our oh yeah our main character, Tai Kamiya, is preparing for a camping trip. And he is. Uh, one of the things that makes me a little worried about this is that Tai is definitely the main character of this episode. Yeah. And I like, at the very least, Izzy is in it, which makes me very happy. Because if he yeah. wasn't, I'd be much more worried about this just turning to the Tai show featuring Tai's friends and Tai. Yeah. We do see, you know, Tai's mom. We see Kari. Uh, she's also in the opening, actually. Like that's they're definitely setting yeah, all of that of up a lot faster. Opening. Yeah, the <laughs> the opening is pretty stacked. Honestly, this has always been a problem with me for me with Digimon. They're not nearly coy enough with the like upgraded forms, and I know for a fact this show won't be in its own oh, yeah. airtime. But showing too much stuff in the opening was something that massively annoyed me about Tamers, and mm-hmm. even. The original 1999 show showed all the champion forms in its mid-episode break cuts. <laughs> yeah, we saw them in the eye catch, and I believe. Yeah, we, I believe we also see them in the ED, <laughs> which is buckwild. Like one of the only good things I like about the you know the change to the dub is that the dub did you know cut out any instance of us knowing what the champions were before we saw them. So it was it made all of their introductions feel way more impactful. Yeah. Like, I remember being a and kid going, point, like, I don't know is, what they're going to turn into. Except this show for, yeah. feels <laughs> so produced by people who like and know what Digimon is and kind of just assume that you already would know what the other forms look like. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is probably true even for small children who can just Google Agumon and mm-hmm. see fucking every fucking Agumon form immediately. Yeah, and I do think, like, for a remake like this, it would be counterintuitive for them to use different evolutionary chains for all the characters. Like, they could have yeah. done it, but, I, yeah, I think that would also take away from part of the point of this being a remake. And interestingly enough, the logo is, uh, if you look at the logo, what does it look like to you? Uh, huh, I actually haven't really taken a good look at the logo. 
does this look like? Uh, the, the correct answer is it looks like Omnimon's head from the top. Oh, oh, that's actually really cool. Dang. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of caught it because like the shape seemed familiar and I was like, wait a minute, that's Omnimon. Mm-hmm. Who's, of course, these days, the big marketing pushed cool guy at the front of the Digimon franchise. Because I guess knights are more popular these days than dinosaurs. Ah, uh, kids these days. I mean, even Jurassic World can't just be like, hey, let's do dinosaurs. Now it has to be, let's do fictional new dinosaurs that are even more edgy. Mutant <laughs> dinosaurs. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be saying that when the original Digimon Adventure also had we go from a tiny, you know, small dinosaur to big dinosaur to cyborg dinosaur <laughs> to knights, all of which we see in the opening for Digimon Adventure 2020. And of course, Omnimon is cool. Omnimon is cool. Everyone likes Omnimon. Gonna be real weird if he shows up in episode two. We're like, well, I guess <laughs> I guess it's time to wait for Omnimon after this. Yeah, I don't know how we'll handle that. I assume it'll be like a like movie temporary situation. And the fact that mm-hmm. the second episode is just the setup of our war game makes this make much more sense. Although it's kind of weird that you move our war game to the very front of the show. Mm-hmm. I guess they wanted to keep in mind that like the front of the show is supposed to be a movie. They just did it in a weird way. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, I think that could work as a, we have the big climactic, like, this is the pinnacle of strength, but then, you know, they have to, as a group, get back to that level of strength by working together, and then we won't see actual Omnimon for, like, a long, long, long time after that. Yeah, unless they just bust him out every couple of episodes to deal with the villain, in which case it would really feel like we're... Like, the things, right, obviously, it's not that we don't like Omnimon, but if you just keep busting him out, it really devalues all the other forms before him that are also cool. Like And this, the other Digimon are also cool. Yeah, like, I I remember when my friend was playing Cyber Sleuth for the first time, and he showed me a character, and this character had two Digimon partners, one of which was Agumon, and the other of which was Gabumon. And my first thought was, oh, I guess this is the person who just has Omnimon by herself. (laughs) And then, what do you know, what what do you think happened later? (sighs) That is probably the most banger Omnimon Digivolution they've ever animated. It's really dope. (laughs) It's extremely dope. They do the fucking gunbuster pose together, like mm. uh, the girl who has them and Omnimon. Ah. Fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> and it, actually, canonically, that was always Omnimon just kicking around that just had to split itself to be able to mail itself to the human world because its file size was too big. Ah. I mean, to be fair, with the, you know, with advances in how much uh, data we can transfer, maybe it only makes sense that episode two of Digimon Adventure 2020 has Omnimon in it. Like, we're not using dial-up anymore. You can download an entire Omnimon if you want to. I wonder, I mean, I'm actually fairly excited about the prospect of all, like, crazy different kinds of Omnimon we have collected over the years Mm -hmm. to make an appearance in this show. We have, like, you know, there's, like, normal Omnimon. Mm -hmm. Edgy Omnimon, even more edgy Omnimon. Oh, yeah. 
Now, the only problem with this is I'm really scared. It's going to be 100% the tie and match show if we have seven different Omnivon forms and everyone else's Digimon are still stuck at ultimate for most of the series, occasionally what dipping into Mega. I mean, at least I'm happy that everyone seems to be getting Megas this season. Technically, mm. that makes it more balanced out than Try, where everyone just kind of gets all ultras while the main two get megas and then the final one although they all didn't really get the final one in the actual show so yeah it it kind of just balances out to be the same really fair honestly i prefer the way it in a way where more of them get their megas yeah i'm not sure i think they're also doing more slide evolutions this time that'd be cool like I hope they pick the good Megas for uh, Andre <laughs> and Mon, because I don't like their, like, beast forms. I like the ones where they turn into even more OD angels. We'll see. I, I, I do think that, like, yeah, like, introducing slides, I think, would also help differentiate it a lot more from something like Pokemon or even Yokai Watch. Or it is more of a, like, you know, these characters are very visually the same. Whereas, like, you know, like Frontier, for instance, was able to dip more into the... Each of these kids has, like, you know, human form, beast form, fusion form. It was more, like, it was showing off more of what Digimon as a mechanic can do. Whereas, like, original 1999 Digimon Adventure is basically, like, the... Like, their Digimon are kind of indistinguishable from Pokemon that can, you know, go forward and back. Like, they never really do anything different until Zero Two. Yeah. And besides from some of the endgame forms, most of them aren't that crazy all out there. Mm-hmm. Like the angel ones or something that def- Pokemon would definitely not do. Yeah. But, you know, it's all within the line of creature collecting ephemera. Ah. Uh, anyways, so we left Ty at home as his mom and his little sister were, you know, just on a train. Izzy stops by and he's like, hey, I was, you know, we're going on the trip together. Can I ask you some questions? I need to really study for our trip. (laughs) Which is probably the most nerdy thing I can imagine. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) So. It's interesting that they don't know each other in this version, but I think it works very well for what they're doing in this episode. Yeah. Like, I think with the basis of the original Zero One, you have to have them all know each other because they're going to immediately be in another world. Like, you could have them all be at odds, but it would it would add a lot of drama that doesn't really need to be there. Whereas here, I imagine if they don't really know each other, they can slowly come together as we're like, you know, adding on to the crew until we have all seven originals, presumably. OK, you know, I'll probably talk about this after with the summary. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go just go off and out. Okay. So uh, Ty's watching the news. Izzy's like, hey, can I take a look at that? And we see that uh, some potential ma- major cyber terrorism is going down. All the streetlights are flashing. You know, cars are in an absolute panic. Everything's freaking out. Lots of bad electronic stuff. And so Izzy's like, all right, uh, thanks for letting me see your phone. Let me pull out my tablets. Gonna whip out my timeline of all the... Uh, my my big nerd timeline they can use to find all information, which I, I guess they had to do this because it's a lot less impressive nowadays to Google something. Mm-hmm. 
like before, like pre Google, it was a big deal if you were the nerdy kid who could, you know, like go onto IRC and whatnot and like find information, you know, where all the good sites are. This is a cool, like, retro way of being able to do that. It is. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. Like, Ty immediately sees this as being really, really cool. And Izzy's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not just the nerd. The, you know, you actually like me. <sighs> so everything's freaking out. Seems weird. They consider stocking up. And then Ty's like, huh, the Tokyo Loop Line is out of control. Oh, no. My mom and my little sister are on the Tokyo Loop Line. Tragic. Hmm. Which is, I, I appreciate this as a immediate danger. It's a real problem. It's still not quite as extreme as 1999's. The, the entire world is, has been plunged into chaos and the Middle East is flooded. Yeah. But like, it's yeah. A different kind of interference with the digital world. It mm -hmm. definitely feels like they're treating this one more like, oh, it's just the internet. Rather yeah. Than it's another world that happens to be digital and be able to interact with these events. Yeah, and to be fair, uh, at this point, they only call it the network, which I do know is separate from the digital world. Yeah, the digital world is distinctly its own thing from the internet. Yeah. So I, I think this actually works really well as the potential like baby steps towards the eventual di digital world stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we get a, a big old run as the ties like, oh, crap, my, my mom and my sister are in trouble. We got to go save them. Uh, this also strikes me as just being much more relatable as a problem for the average Japanese teen or the average Japanese kid is like your your parents are almost certainly using the railway constantly. Like you, you know, you're not living in fear of the Middle East being flooded, but you are probably living in fear of a big old like a malfunction that causes the trains to crash. <laughs> that is very true. That is an angle that I didn't even think about. But yeah, that makes the problem much more close to home and relatable. Yeah. At least some people. Mm hmm. Like it's not more relatable to me, but I can see how this would be more relatable. Mm hmm. Ty does a really cool slow-mo jump over the uh, the fare gates, you know, to, to get to the train station. Izzy, of course, being both short and also a boy who likes the rules, is like, oh no, I can't get past this. <sighs> and a mysterious crest uh, appears on his phone as he is transported into the network. What could it mean? Hmm... People are frozen. The world is glitching out. Uh, Ty, you know, like has a like glitchy thing go over his body. It, it's a really cool effect. This all looks very, uh, very sick. Yeah, I, I'm very happy they're able to nail the like not the same aesthetic as 1999, but a very similar like digital world aesthetic. There's such a, like, with all the spinoffs, there is such a diversity in what you can call the network slash the digital worlds, but it is, the, there is an unmistakable aesthetic there, and if they diverge too far away from it, it just feels wrong. Like, Frontier was yeah. a little too post-apocalyptic for me a lot of the time. It, it didn't have enough random fridges in the middle of nowhere. I can see that. Although I'm pretty sure they'll actually go to a real digital world at some point in this show. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but I hope they do. And I hope I hope they know what made the original digital world cool. Mm -hmm. they, they, I'm glad they don't go for 
but classic foible of remakes and stuff where they're like, well, people already know what these characters are, so we don't need to give them an actual character in this show mm-hmm. since they'll already know what the character is. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we see that those uh. Yeah, the the Koromon are being, you know, attacked by one single, or sorry, the Argomon are being attacked by one single Koromon that's all dirty and, uh, you know, not looking the best, but he's hanging on. Punished Koromon. Punished Koromon. Meanwhile, uh, Tai is like bouncing off of some cubes just kind of floating around in space. He notices the Koromon, he's like, all right, time to drop down and save that little buddy. We see the crest flashing once more as he commits an act that some would call courageous. Ah, what an interesting idea. Mm. And as he touches a Koromon, we flash to a bunch of other kids uh, in, you know, in school, at home, whatever. Uh, and they all seem to be noticing something or other, like something is happening, something abnormal beyond our understanding, as Izzy puts it. As he sees a crest, his uh, tab lights up. It says, uh, what does it say? I know Chosen One is on it very briefly. Chosen One Wise Man System is, I believe, what it says. Uh, Also, Wisdom Stone, supported by Digivice. uh, Infinity Symbol. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsored by Zaya. Also, I need to correct you. It is the Chosen One. The Chosen One Wise Man. This is perfect. And it has like, you know, a big circle with digiglyphs on it. Now, Ah. I'm struggling to think whether this is because Izzy Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the wise man or whether they were chosen by the wise man. Hmm. Also, the the tag of supported by Digivice, I see, like, does that mean this program being loaded or does that mean his tablet is supported by Digivice? I assume his... Like the similar way to the pages in O2. It's mm. like being magically upgraded by the Digivice. That makes sense. Uh, we get a big old swirly as Tai, you know, floats away from Koromon, and then Koromon transforms into Agumon. It's, uh, it's, it's really pretty. There's a lot of very pretty imagery in this first episode. There sure is. Mm-hmm. Uh. Especially once we get to some of the Digivolutions. The swirly energy coalesces in his palm as the classic Digivice. Uh, please see the previous episode as we try to explain what a Digivice looks like. Uh, and I, I really love the scene where Agumon and uh, Ty are just like sitting in front of each other and they kind of just like blink for a second and they don't really know what to do. <laughs> uh, I've, I've never known how I would interact with Agumon. Like yeah. I know, I know how it, how I would interact with Pikachu. Pikachu is like a small little fat rodent thing. Like I would let it like run on my back or something. With Agumon, like its shape is so abnormal to me because it's bipedal, but it's a tiny little dinosaur. It's got the giant claw hands. I don't know how I would interact with this creature. So this this whole moment really spoke to me. I also I really love. This is what I mean when I say I love the directing. Like just a long shot. That's like little just little movement and like no music to just establish the awkward atmosphere yeah truly most children's shows are not brave enough to do this mm-hmm. uh, like 
even if it means sacrificing some of that immediate, like this is an ensemble series energy the 1999 had, if if sacrificing that means we can have more stuff like this, where we can set up Tai and Agumon and have them, you know, actually breathe, as opposed to slamming 26 different names at us all, you know, within, you know, one episode, I, I'll take it. This makes sense. This feels good. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, they almost get attacked by an Argomon, but, uh, uh, Ag- uh, sorry. Argomon and Agumon sound very similar, and it's tripping me up in my brain. <laughs> They're being no, attacked by a swarm of Argomon, it. but mm-hmm. Agumon <laughs> swipes at one of them and is clearly a lot stronger than he was before. We got that exponential growth in power. And Yeah, he <laughs> does a little like samurai slash swipe, and then all the ones around him kind of just pop. Mm-hmm. Ah. <sighs> I love how physical this fight is as well. Like, there's a lot more, you know, like, swiping before we get the the tiny little baby flame. And to be fair, the baby flame is not that tiny in this one. Like, it turns out that when you're not fighting a, a giant champion whose power is, he has the claws, you know, special claws that can cut through anything. When you instead have the main uh, Digimon fight a bunch of fodder, they can look a lot cooler. Well, also, these are, of course, baby-level Digimon, which, again, yeah. uh, as weaker, uh, weaker than a rookie to a similar degree that rookies are weaker than a champion. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we also see this here because Ty is able to beat some of them just by like throwing them and kicking them. True, it, it's a different aesthetic. Like 1999 is, you know, the fear of being in an unknown place with your kid friends and like a bunch of other even younger kids, and there's a big ol' a bully that wants to beat up like 14 babies at the same time. Whereas this is, wouldn't it be cool if you and your new friend beat up a lot of babies? <laughs> what if you were the one beating up 14 babies? <laughs> Badass, dude. <laughs> Is it too bold for me to state that this is the difference between uh, 90s kids and 2020s kids? <laughs> All I'm saying is don't let don't leave your 20 babies in a room with a zoomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. I'll fucking kick those babies. <laughs> I mean, it's not a total stomp. Like the babies are fighting back and I'll come on. Like it feels like much more of an even fight. The, the babies have... The babies have numbers on their side. It is the, you know, could you realistically fight like a hundred babies? Because eventually the babies are going to wear you down. Mm-hmm. Especially if the babies are also trying to hijack and d- destroy a train. <laughs> so Izzy uses his wise man, uh, wise stone uh, laptop now to contact Ty. And Ty's like, hey, something weird's going on. And Izzy's like, ah, don't worry, I can see you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But Ty does see Agumon, you know, getting his ass beat, and is like, okay, wait, I'm gonna have to hang up on this call for a second, I need to go save my friends. It is nice that we just can use the, the device as a phone or pager, mm-hmm. even though it is distinctly not one, as we know. Ah. Uh. Also, like, seeing Izzy's crest on Ty's uh, Digivice, like, as he's contacting him, is a bigger use of, like, the screen on the Digivice than I think most of O1, like, the original O1. Original O1 had, like, the crest, like, that Digidestin's crest would occasionally appear on their Digivice, and when they're doing a Digivolution, the screen would, like, light up pure whites. That's kind of it. They didn't really do a lot else with the screen. 
No, they did not. But this is an immediate, like... Occasionally, white light would shoot out of it for an evolution. Yeah. Or to just schmooze the darkness out of someone. I mean, the old ones also had buttons as a, you know, as a bit of a leftover from when these were, and I guess when they were at the time, toys that you were supposed to buy in order to, you know, have a little digital Tamagotchi-esque pets to play with. But yeah. in this case, even by removing the buttons, they've still added more in-universe utility to them already. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad. No, it, it works quite well. Izzy does some more expositing. He's like, yeah, don't worry. You're just in the network. Data, shape, you know, it, it's all that kind of stuff. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but there are creatures within the network. We call them Digimon. Uh, Are they perhaps some kind of digital monster? Hmm. Uh, Agumon, you know, gets a cool moment where he looks back and he's like, we are monsters that live inside the digital world. We are Digimon. Digimon. (laughs) Digital monsters. (laughs) Uh, Tai pulls out his Digivice and then in another show of utility, it just creates a hologram of Izzy. (laughs) And says, he's like, hey, do you have one of these? Holding up a Digivice of his own. Uh, It seems like they just kind of teleported to them in this version, as opposed to 1999, where they shot out of the sky and the kids had to dodge them. Much more badass. And as Izzy says, when this showed up, my PC became awesome. Which is a good way of putting it. It just became awesome. He got little borders around all his apps that are scrawled with Digimon writing. So he also says, hey, uh, since you guys were attacking that swarm of virus type Digimon, uh, this one of those areas that was all glitched out went back to normal. So if you keep on doing that, you might be able to fix all the problems. It turns out the terrorists were these Digimon. Oh, no. Digimon's is doing terrorism. The Digimons are the terrorisms. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, So. Ty immediately connects this to his uh, mom and his sister being in mortal peril. And he's like, wait a minute, we should probably go uh, fight the ones that are taking over the loop line then. So my, you know, my family doesn't die. Uh, yeah, priorities, man, priorities. Also, when Izzy sees uh, like his computer displays how many uh uh, Argomon there are with a 2D like uh, like very 8-bit image of each Koromon or, or, or of each Argomon <laughs> like it is just sort of like a text uh, like how would I put this it's like a text window and then they're just like image like 2D images of Argomon side by side scrolling upwards and you can use that to tell how many there are <laughs> I find it charming he, he describes this as yeah. similar signs of Digimon from earlier I think yeah it's clearly supposed to be you know how the original digivices sort of looked and it's a yeah. very fun little nod yeah it's I'm charming for the effort for that yep it is hmm. i also really like this setup as being like it feels even more gamey like it is the you know this tower is under attack you gotta go defend it <laughs> uh. <sighs> there's a shot where uh I don't know how this works. I guess he, they jumped off of a big tower. Like, Agumon leaps off a tower, starts shooting his baby fire, spins upside down, starts spinning, you know, in a circle, shooting baby fire everywhere. <laughs> He's really badass. 
but uh, he doesn't one's really got some moves in this one <laughs> like way more than you'd expect him to I find it very funny every time they like instead of having him open and close his mouth every time when he just like keeps his mouth open and the fire just kind of like keeps on f- coming out of it like it's a Pez dispenser. <laughs> <sighs> but as he's falling, he sees that all you know all there all the data is uh, c- accumulating in one place, and he shoots a baby oh, fire at the con- converging. Yeah. He shoots a baby fire at the Argomon there, and the and it's for you know for once bounces the fire back, and it's like no screw you, and it starts mutating. Yes, it's clearly hooked into a bunch of lines on the bottom. By the way, calculating yeah. it out, theoretically you only need to fuse fourteen baby level Digimon to get a mega level. Ah, I, I, the podcast I think has been very pro union. Is this another way in which we can say? That we are pro-union. I think union is actually a different thing than fusion. I think that's the stuff uh, that Cross Wars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, I'm not against promoting a worker's jogress. Worker's jogress, yeah. I think we should fuse ourselves together in a literal sense. To defeat <laughs> the landlords. Ah, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> What are landlords if not virus type Digimon? Just accumulating <laughs> data. No, no, not all virus types are bad. Ah, <laughs> so the uh, uh, is looking a bit bad now. Ty looks up. The Argomon has become enormous. According to the wiki, this is all still Argomon. Like it isn't. It is Argomon in training. Argomon rookie. Argomon champion. It's all still Argomon though. That is, uh, interestingly enough, a reference to another, like, villain Digimon. Oh, really? Yes. It's, uh, I think referencing Arcadiamon, who also worked like that, was, like, you know, this awful little virus Digimon that caused That's actually really cool. Yeah. Again, this one's big on the deep lore references. I think this one's kind of a combination between the ideas of Arcadiamon and... What was it, Caromon in the original? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, like, it, it has very, like, the first part of our Wargame vibes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's that, that's neat. That's a cool little factoid. Yeah. Uh, I also really like the animation of, like, it has this, you know, it has the giant eye design on it that all of the little ones had, but then the giant eye design kind of, like, folds in on itself, becomes a flat line, and then... Uh, like branches out into a cross with a eye on every point of the cross. Yeah, you- see, for this one, instead of like having, you know, individual sequences mm-hmm. where the Digimon are, you know, evolving in you know, a easily reusable stock for this way, they are actually animating bespoke evolution sequences for each of these now. Yeah. I mean, I imagine this is not going to last too long. I've I've watched Precure. If it did, but yeah. If there's one thing Precure has taught me, it is that if you want a Toei animation series to be good, you do have to acquiesce to the all CG transformation that happens every episode, and then eventually the all CG uh, finisher and the all CG power up, all of which will play back to back to back. <sighs> I mean. Um, uh, <sighs> 
2020 has been a lot better than try but even try billing itself as a series of movies did the we are going to show you um, we're going to show you the same stock footage of these digimon going from rookie to champion to ultimate to mega every single time in order to pad this out god yeah we'll see about that i mean i haven't seen more episodes so yeah and I'm fine with it if it, you know, if they do that a little bit, as long as everything else continues to be very good. Like, I can get into the mood for a good old, uh, like, bit of stock footage. <laughs> so, a big fat uh, champion Argomon is causing the loopline train, like, the loopline train that Ty's, uh, you know, family is on to catch up with the previous loopline train. So they are, in fact, going to collide. Oh, no. Oh, no. Agumon tries his best. He shoots a couple more baby flames, but it doesn't really do anything. But you, you can look in his eyes. and You can see that determination, that courage, if you will. And Tai looks up with courage and that mysterious crest appears once more as they both display I'm, courage. I'm really glad he didn't evolve again and just kind of started using glowy energy powers that is significantly preferable yeah <laughs> ah. with the force of their courage they leap forward in an explosive move I, I really like uh at this point champion argomon like whips out one of its hands and then there's a very smoothly animated like transformation of his hand as it like grows this metal clampy hand it looks really cool. Yeah. Just, there's a yeah, lot of little things cool. in the episode that just looks cool. I just like it. It's just cool. I think we've stated enough times that this is a good looking episode. Let's yeah. hope this isn't just a we put all of it into the first one to get you hooked mm -hmm. scenario. Uh, it is a little scary to see like the way in which Agumon uh, like digivolves because it is very pretty, but it also looks painful. Like when his kind of. like when his frame just like inflates and it's got this like very shuddery feel to it. And then like the uh, the blue parts of uh, Greymon's design grow all over him. It is really cool, but it also like it's more visceral than I expect usually from Digimon. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a good thing. I do want to make that clear. Mm hmm. And he seems to be made out of, like, magma for a moment before he, like, before the magma explodes outwards and we see that familiar, powerful Greymon design and his eyes flash open. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> you know, it strikes me right now, like, just have, seeing Taichi look at Greymon and immediately call him Greymon... That that would that would kind of like bother me. He was like, I'm pretty sure they deliberately set up how confusing this was for the kids the first time around. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why why is why why are you gonna call you something different now? Mm -hmm. I I feel like he probably should have said Greymon, you know, like screamed it out loud the way you know they usually do. Mm -hmm. because to be fair i think it, it did age quite well to point out that you know sometimes your friends change name and you should just you know call them by the name they want to be called that is true mm -hmm. big digimon allegories over here it just it seems hi hypocritical if you can respect agumon's entire digivolution line and not just continuously call every single digivolution agumon 
but you can't remember like one IRL change. Just saying, just putting uh, it out there. No, you know, you're making a very good point there. Mm-hmm. Cough, 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 cough. <laughs> so Izzy stops the uh, badass posturing. It's just say like, hey, guys, there's no time left. These people are about to die. So Greymon kicks into high gear. Taichi is running right by him. I I really like also that this doesn't feel unnecessary. Like every time Agubon has done something really cool, Taichi has been right behind. Like even without having to spell out that it is both of their courage that is important. It just it makes him feel viscerally a part of the fight without him having to run up and punch, you know, champion Argamon. I, I think mm-hmm. it's important in a series like this, like in any like partner slash collecting monsters franchise to not just have it be the main characters stand around in the default pose with their hands by their sides as their partners do all the fighting and all the interesting things. And occasionally they go like, oh, no, you, you got to keep on fighting. Yeah. Digimon has always tried to combat that. And yeah. sometimes it works better and sometimes it doesn't. There was, of <laughs> course, the legendary I need to punch you to evolve my Digimon thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a great concept. Ah. Uh... Yeah, like, I, I appreciate Digimon for that way more so than, like, even Pokemon, I think, has had that problem a lot more, where it is the, like, it's kind of cool to see Ash, like, you know, screaming, but at the same time, it's not that dynamic. It works a lot better in, you know, the occasional scenes where, you know, they do, like, run around, or it isn't, like, an actual tournament fight, but there's, you know, like, combating a forest fire or something. There's <laughs> there's ways there's ways to handle it, and I think Digimon generally manages to do it pretty well. Yeah, it's <sighs> lovely. <laughs> So, you get a big old badass kaiju fights. Greymon wins. I don't exactly. <laughs> Greymon's not going to lose in episode one. Come on. Uh, I, I really, as you said, you already brought it up. I really like the glowing with extra power finisher as opposed to let's just do a, qu- a sneaky war Greymon real quick. I was really worried for a moment that he was going to, like, you know, flash into uh, Metal Greymon or something. Same. I mean, he did in the opening in a very cool sequence of the opening with yeah. the wings and the mask being slightly projected over his head. Mm-hmm. I'm not against something like that, but you got to have some restraints. And this episode did have some restraints. <laughs> so Yeah, they... and the restraint is what I respect about this episode. Honestly, mm-hmm. it makes me worried about this being the Thai show, but simultaneously, I do think it's a good decision and the pretty brave one to not introduce all the kids at once and go mm-hmm. gradual with it yeah like if it becomes the tie show i will be a little upset but at the same time if it's a really good tie show then i'll, I'll be willing to accept that it's a really good tie show mm-hmm. like it's very from episode one i have a fair bit of faith in the writers and the director and i like if it is something where they're like yeah we think this would genuinely work better and it genuinely works better i can't really complain Mm-hmm. So, Greymon takes out Argamon. Argamon's gone. Emergency stop activates. The trains are saved. But a- as they bask in their glory for a little bit, Izzy's like, hey, I- I'm noticing another attack. It's on the U.S. military network. It's a nuclear crisis. Oh, no. Is this some kind of our war game? Hmm. This could be some sort of our war game. Uh, Greymon and uh, Ty look up to see two mysterious individuals one gururumon shaped the other uh matte shaped <laughs> who could these two be 
Wow, these two are really embracing just being a secondary rider. I am pretty sure <laughs> this is exactly how the Saber secondary enters the scene. Like, one-to-one. Ah, there is a certain rider I can think of who, uh, early on, like, it is multiple users and they die every time they transform, and they're still introduced like this as a, I'm going to mysteriously appear standing on something and then not do anything. And we, we know for a fact that that person had to have died to just to stand mysteriously at the end of an episode. It is the ultimate secondary rider thing. You gotta do it. If you can't stand mysteriously, who are you? You may as well just be a tertiary rider. Yeah, and bonus for riding in on a lion or wolf thing. Mm-hmm. Lions and wolves, of course, being reserved for secondary riders as main characters get dinosaurs and... Uh, dragons. I saw an official description for Gabumon at one point that stated that Gabumon was a lizard, like, you know, it was based on lizard and wore a wolf pelt. And that bothered me a lot. It does, though. If you look at the show, it has the pelt and hanging off of it. I do, under- I-, I do accept this, but it bothers me. <laughs> Did you not notice that when you first watched the show? I genuinely didn't. I guess you just didn't think about it, but yeah, Gabumon's like a lizard. I just accept, I just accepted that it was a weird mix of a wolf and a lizard, but there's almost no wolf things on it besides the fur and, you know, a bit of the pattern. I guess wolves don't have a striped blue pattern on them. I'm just thinking of Gururumon. Yeah, but, you know, then it becomes a real lizard, or maybe if you, like, 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 touch the fur and, like, touch the skin underneath, you'll notice it still has scales for Garurumon. Mm. It's kind of hard to tell how much lizard the later evolutions still have. Mm-hmm. I guess it's pro- it feels more like a phase. It's more like, you know, when <laughs> in my weird, like, kid days, I was, you know, kind of feeling lizardy. I kind of felt like I wasn't, re- I wasn't ready to be a furry. But then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll be a wolf. And then I thought, what if I was just a straight up deviant art furry? And then what if I was a wolf again, but metal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Metal Garurumon X strikes the balance between wolf but metal and furry. Mm-hmm. On about the halfway point again. <laughs> it's the endless struggle. You never quite manage to pin it down. Ah. Uh. <sighs> Alright, so. That is Digimon Adventure 2020. We didn't really talk about the OPs or the EDs for either of these, and I, I don't find them super interesting. They're, they're okay. They're all okay. ED, you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to the ED. I like the like little song that played when they were fighting, and I like the opening, mm. surprisingly enough. I think it's pretty good. I find but... it interesting that like the OP is, you know, team focused, but very much like the uh tie show. And then the ED for twenty twenty is very much the match show. It it worries me a little bit. It feels like they are going to be the main rider and the secondary rider, but at the same time, eh, I can't really argue with it. I mean, even the original series very much a, did that. I hope the OP is just like that because they wanted to do the cool little growing up shots and they needed enough space in it. Because after that, they do show the other Digidestins. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's, it's just a weird directional choice. I think it's probably fine. Hopefully. Let's there, hope. There's no way they Let's would do this. The Digidestin of hope. 
character. There's no way they would do this, but what if they animated a different version of the OP, but everyone is, you know, replaces uh, Tai and Agumon with one of the other Digidestins? And then in the group shots, like Tai and Agumon are in the background with the others. That would be amazing. That would be Monogatari levels of, we're just going to make eight OPs for the season. And no one really well, needs this you know, to be a thing. Variant OPs, at least. Yeah, with Monogatari, it is just straight up. We made eight separate OPs, whereas this would just be like, you know, a form change. You'd still be able to save a bunch of the animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. All right, so that is Digimon Adventure 2020. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. I don't have too much to linger on, so do you want to just jump into the ratings? Let us jump into the ratings. Then, Zaku, I must ask you, how spicy did you find Digimon Adventure 01 2020? Well, I consider it quite spicy. Ah. I have to say, I'm going to give this one a, like, you know, I'm going to give this one like an 8. This is very different from what we usually see. Okay. I, yeah, I have no arguments. In fact, I'm going to go a tiny bit higher and give it a 9. Like... This simultaneously feels very like, you know, in keeping with a kid's show. It feels very classic. But the more I think about it, I don't I, we've not covered a single isekai and even like off series off podcast. I can't think of a single isekai that does this where it is the hey, there's a problem and we need to go to the other world to go fight, you know, demons or aliens or whatever. Like the classic, there is a parallel world that is connected to our world and there are problems there. And if we solve the problem there, we solve the problem here. It feels unbelievably obvious as a like, I, I can't believe a series hasn't done that as uh, as a like, you know, I, I'm a neat and I can't get a job. But if I beat up the, you know, the devil that is the anti job devil, then I can go to McDonald's and get a job. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I do find this even more spicy than uh, Digimon, you know, the original Digimon Adventure Zero One. It, yeah, I do. I yeah. do. It's really good. It it absolutely hooked me. Yeah, it, it, I think I might even go and watch more of it, like pretty soon now. Yeah, same. Legitimately, ah, oh, it's it feels weird for a series that came out in twenty twenty to give get this response from us. Yeah, this, this never happens. Well, to be fair, it is a just a remake of an old show, so. <laughs> Fair. I mean, if you are John anime of the anime industry, listen to this. Go back. Go remake um, Shirato or something. Remake a bad show, but make it good this time. Yeah. That'll be a great value improvement on the world. Mm hmm. There's lots of old gems. And I mean, if you look at Hollywood, you just need to say something is a remake and it'll be fine. People will check it out. It doesn't have to really be that thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so how nicey did you find this episode? Very nicey. I'm going to give this an eight. This is a great introductory episode. on its own merits. Same. I even like disregarding the old series I, I think i would still feel weird about like I, I wouldn't give this a 10 out of 10 because i would still feel like you know this is kind of weird we're just kind of being thrown into this we had those flashes of other kids i uh, like why aren't we getting more of that but at the same time like the pacing is very good so i, I think i'll settle with you on an eight eight works mm -hmm. yeah i've <sighs> how isekaisi was this now not very 
I mean, like, even branching off from the traditional isekai tropes, like, how... I mean, yeah, that is... Ah, because it, it has much less of the hard, we are in another world and it feels very alien than, like, uh, 1999 had. Mm-hmm. Like, that was much... You know, even breaking a lot of the other, you know, the medium's other various tropes, it at the very least had the, we seem to be stuck, we don't quite know what's going on, we are learning the rules of this new place, whereas, like, Ty doesn't really care that much about the rules of the network. He's more just kind of, you know, hanging about in it and just handling it with intuition and courage. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, then, I think we're pretty much wrapped up for today, right? You didn't give a score. We need quantifiable data for Isekai C. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give us a four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it like a five. I feel like it, there's some things I can see, but even then, I feel like this this probably didn't actually make it onto a lot of people's like, hey, here's the Isekai for this season uh, charts. I feel like people might put it on, but it would be a very like, you know, this is technically an Isekai, as opposed to people just saying like, yeah, of course it's an Isekai. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't know if they all go don't go to the digital world once we get to the actual summer camp part and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> our our aggregate co- store scores don't mean anything. We have said this before. I still find it very funny that Digimon Adventure 01 1999 got a cumulative score from us of 41, and Digimon Adventure 01 2020 got an accumulative score of 42. <laughs> They are almost exactly the same, but what we said, like, where we put the numbers was just very different. It's just, yeah. a, co- it's just a coincidence, but I find it very funny. This just proves the point that the aggregate score is stupid. Like, we both... Which is, of course, why we insist on keeping... Well, of course. ...really making it. But yeah, statistically, we thought that uh, this was spicier, we thought it was nicer, but we just didn't think it was as much of an isekai. Whereas we thought this 1999 was more of an isekai, and it was not as good as 2020. Surprisingly enough. Well then. Yeah. All right, so, uh, well, we, we did two. Oh boy, whose pick is it next week? Well, I guess it's a mystery. Ah, mystery pick. I guess you better just stay subbed to, the, to our... our it's on a channel. It's not a stream. It is a feed. I guess if you're watching this on YouTube, eventually it'll be a channel. Just stay subbed. Don't delete us, please. Keep on listening. You will get another episode after this one, we promise. And it will be on something. Uh-huh. So I guess we'll just have to see you in another world. 